I have had some incredible pieces of advice offered to me across the course of my life. I turned 50 this year and the older I get, the more I find that interesting, hilarious, even inappropriate pieces of advice that I have been offered over the years are bubbling up to the surface. And I'm going, hmm, that was quite wise. <laughs> so I wanna share with you, I was talking with a business coaching client of mine this morning about, we were chatting about uh, one of the static posts of mine that popped up in her social media feed this morning. And um, I'm gonna quote myself completely incorrectly, but it was something along the lines of, you are responsible for finding joy in the work that you do. Now there's a funny story behind, funny and completely inappropriate adult content warning, just be aware, uh, behind the inspiration for that quote. Because the original quote, well not the original, original quote, the original piece of advice given to me, for some reason has bubbled up to the surface of my memory recently, not because of the intent behind the original piece of advice, which you'll find amusing in a moment, but because it actually applies to how we live our lives, how we take ownership of what it is that we do, how it is so important to be responsible for sucking the marrow out of life, out of our business, really enjoying the bits that fill us up and give us energy. I'm going to come back to the original piece of advice because it's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> but I want you to think about what are the gems that you've been given over the years and how do they apply now to what it is you're doing in your life, whether it's in your business, in your work, in your job, in your parenting, or whatever it might be. You know, my mum gave me a piece of advice which was right at the start of my big business ownership journey, which I've never really let go of. And that piece of advice was, you don't buy a dog and then wag your tail yourself. And it was all about delegating. for typewriters and cash registers. He'd been, he'd worked for a Mercedes dealership. He'd done all sorts of things. He and I had reached a point in our lives where we knew we needed to go the next level, went to university. And then we kept going. And I, of course, went off and did a PhD and kept going. And my grandfather said to me, or said to both of us, actually, he just said, what weight knowledge? Three words, what weight knowledge? In other words, what burden is it to continue your education? How does it hurt you to learn 
more and new things as you go forward in life. Great piece of advice, right? Great piece of advice. Best business advice I was given was, again, right at the very start of my private practice journey. So even before I had, long before I started my group private practice big business journey, when I first stepped into private practice, I was seeing one client a week after work. One client, I still remember her vividly. One client a week after work. And I spoke to my clinical supervisor at the time, who, someone I, who, who I really respected her opinion, who I really valued her input in my journey as a psychologist. And I felt a little bit nervous about telling her that I was going into private practice. This was back in the day where as a psychologist, you really, the expectation was you earned your stripes before you went into private practice. So I you know, very nervously said to her, I think I'm ready. I've decided I'm going into private practice. And she fixed me with this steely gaze and I thought I was gonna get growled at for being too soon. But instead what she said to me was, don't you dare undercut me. And it was the best, best piece of business advice I had received and still have received ever because it, it formed the foundation of the etiquette, the business etiquette behind so much of what I do in business. Don't you dare undercut me. It had never occurred to me that I was allowed to charge the same as her, let alone that her expectation was that I didn't charge less than her. So think about all these little gems. You know, I've got one bit from my mom, one bit from my granddad, one bit from Kate. Who else? I mean, there are so many people that have given me wonderful advice over the years, but I wanna go way, way back. So where does this, this idea of you are responsible for the joy you get out of the work that you do? Where does that quote come from? Before I tell you that story, I want you to understand why I believe that that is true and why I believe that it is so, so important. In your business life, you could be all things to all people if you wanted to be. You could scatter your seeds widely. You could try and keep everybody happy. You can try and price yourself at the bottom of the market so that everybody can afford your services or your product. You could make sure you're uh, appealing to the lowest common denominator so that you are all things to all people. But is that really what you want? Is that really how you want your legacy to be colored? I don't. I don't wanna be all things to all people. I don't. And I don't want that for you either. I want you to suck the marrow out of every day of your working life. I want you to absolutely thrill in what you do in your business. I'm lucky, you know, I've been in business for you know 20 odd years now and give or take. I have reached a point where I am so confident in knowing what brings me joy what brings me purpose, what fills me up each day. And I know I'm doing a really good job when I'm working in that space because my energy is so present. But it took a really long time. It took me nearly 20 years 
to reach that point. I'd love it for you to get there faster. I just want you to get there faster. I want you to notice the stuff that fills you up, that brings you joy, that gives you that sense of clarity of purpose, that you know you're on your mission, you're serving your purpose, whatever that might be. So when you notice feeling joyful in the work that you do, when you notice that your energy is really high, that's when you really need to pay attention to do more of that. Do more of that. Serve that population more. Do that thing more often. Narrow your focus down. Stop trying to be all things to all people. Narrow your focus down so that you are sending the message out to those people that you are the service or provider of the product for them. So you are responsible for the joy you experience in your work. <laughs> Where does it come from? Adult content warning. When I was 18, I worked in two Mexican restaurants, two different Mexican restaurants as a waitress, okay? That were the gigs I had when I was 18, or maybe I was 19 actually, and I was an actor and I was trying to make ends meet. Now in one of those restaurants, the chef in the kitchen of the Mexican restaurant I worked in was Swiss. So I had a Swiss chef in a Mexican restaurant here in Melbourne when I was 19, and he saw himself as a bit of a mystic, a bit of a wise man. He wasn't, yeah, you know, he wasn't old. But he saw himself as this wise man to all of us 18 and 19 year old waitresses as we were in those days. And you know what? He used to give us little pearls of wisdom. He used to like to share his knowledge with us. So one piece of advice he used to regularly give me when he caught me in the fridge stealing the uh, creme de queso, which was like the creme caramel or the creme brulee of the Mexican restaurant world. And he'd say to me, Tess, don't eat upside down. And that was his way of saying, have your main course first, have your dessert second. You can have whatever you like. Just stop eating your dessert first. Don't eat upside down. But he used to say this one thing, and I, and I don't know why it stuck with me. Maybe it was so controversial to my young, impressionable 19-year-old mind. I don't know. But he used to say, you are responsible for your own orgasms. A Swiss chef in a Mexican restaurant was telling his waitressing staff, to be responsible for their own orgasms, but that was the advice he was giving us on the day. Why is that bubbling up to the surface now that I'm 50? Nothing to do with my sex life. Everything to do with what I was just talking about. Being responsible for filling your working day with as much joy and passion and knowing as you can, knowing that you're in the right space. It's your responsibility. If you are doing work that doesn't bring you joy, if you are doing work that doesn't fill you up, if you are trying to be all things to all people, it's on you. It's not on anybody else. It's on you. So I want to leave that cheeky bit of advice. Yes, you're responsible for your own orgasms, maybe. I don't know. Ask a sex therapist. I'm not one. But you are responsible for your own joy in the work that you do. If you are not if you are not joyful in your work, if you are employed somewhere and you're not loving it, if you're in business and you're not loving it, you, you need to change something. 
I have said to my staff many, many times, I would rather see you grow than see you unhappy. So when my staff know that it's time for them to leave, I would rather they leave in a positive frame of mind with a positive experience of having worked with me and grow into their next role rather than feel obliged to stay and be unhappy. It is so true for everything we do in life. And if you're a business owner, it's still on you. Don't expect your staff to make you happy. No one's gonna love your business like you do. Don't expect your clients to make you happy. Although working with them might bring you joy, it's not their responsibility, it's yours. So change what you need to change. Here's another piece of advice from the fabulous, the wonderful, the hilarious Billy Connolly, who tells the story of some heckler heckling him on stage. And, uh, you know, and he would yell out things to hecklers in the, in the, on, uh, in the, what's the word? When he was doing stand up, and he would say things like, uh, you know, I don't come to your work and tell you how to sweep up, which is his way of saying, I'm up here being a performer. I don't know what shitty job you've got, but I don't come to your shitty workplace and tell you what to do. But the story, the story that always resonates with me was, uh, you know, being, being uh, treated poorly by a taxi driver. And he would say, why don't you get a job you like, uh, uh, you know, deleted words starting with F. Why don't you get a job you like? This is so important. If you don't like what you're doing, it's your responsibility to change it. So you are responsible for the joy that you experience in your workplace. Change things, tweak things, niche down so that you are focusing just on the stuff that brings you joy, brings you energy. Charge appropriately so that you can focus on your niche. You've got more time available to build your niche into something that brings you so much fulfillment and joy. Because when you are fulfilled, when you are joyful in your work, you'll do a better job, you'll provide a better service, people will go away feeling like they've gotten value from you no matter what you charge. I think that's probably enough for today. Have a fabulous Friday, have a fabulous weekend. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye.